Hey, hey, everybody. Episode number 40. Moving right along here. 40 is kind of exciting. That's 20 hours of, of shame. And just think, I'm, 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 I'm only a little ways through this whole story here. But, but, uh, but no, I, I actually, I recorded this episode like probably six times. But every time I get into it, something would happen. And okay, I'm one of these guys that if I don't finish what I've started in it and it gets interrupted, the best thing for me to do is just start over because I lose the drive that I have when I first started it, when it gets interrupted. So, and that's part of why I don't like splicing episodes together. And that's why I, I usually, if, if I, if I can, it'll be just a full 30 minutes of just Shane, you know? So because in, and I've listened to him. I, so I've done a lot of recording. I've done a lot of recording. As a matter of fact, the, the, uh, the notes and stuff that I take, um, that I'm actually putting together to go inside of the book that I'm working on. If, if I'm telling a little story about somebody that I had interviewed or, or something, you can tell when I stop it and then pick it back up later because it's a totally different mode. It's a totally different mode. There's a whole new energy when I started again. Sometimes it's just, it turns totally slow and, and it isn't worth anything. <laughs> Or sometimes, you know, I started out and it was kind of doggy and just kind of dragging on, you know, and then I stop and then I start it back up a little later and it's like full of energy and fire and we're just going, you know, but it just, it's, it's something that I, I just don't like splicing. I like being able to do it at once or all at once. So, uh, and I think, it, it, I think ultimately it builds a better show. Like there's one thing listening to the podcasting that I have, listening to the different reels and the little different deals, even on on TikTok, there's some people that cannot get through even a two-minute video without having to splice it ten times in order to get what they want out of it. It's a cool skill to have to be able to do that, but when I can tell, I don't like it, and I just I don't like it with my stuff. I like being completely fluent with with what I'm saying and. And that's what I like to do. But, but uh, I tried it again last night. I tried it a couple times over the weekend. And it kept getting interrupted. And then <laughs> we had we had a situation with some with some garbage burning out here. I thought the whole town was going to go up. But, but, uh, but no, I, uh, and I tried it again last night after I picked up my youngest. He was at his mom's for the weekend. And I went and picked him up and... I got him home last night and got him all situated and got him put to bed and I sat down and I was gonna, gonna do it and and I couldn't stop yawning through the episode so I was like man people just don't want to hear how tired I am so but no I I woke up this morning I got him off to off to off to uh, the school bus and then I uh, came home and I I made a breakfast sandwich and. Uh, sat down for a minute and I was scrolling through Facebook and a friend of mine, Shane Vargas out of Newcastle, Wyoming had posted a link for some old music by a band that they had back in the day called Chesterfield. And I was like, man, I haven't heard Chesterfield stuff in a long time. So they, uh, they were awesome. They were, a, they were a kick ass band. 
and uh, they just I went I went through a I went through a, a time there where where I you know Blink 182 and, and and lit and all this different like almost punky uh, rock music and stuff and then these guys had it going on already and I and I listened to them other bands and I was always like man they just these guys these guys are good but I really like Chesterfield and the fact that they're local and you know them you know so I hear this old music this morning and I sat down and I listened to a bunch of it and it just it brought back a lot of the past and uh so that, that was actually where the energy this morning came from and my boost for the day was listening to some old Chesterfield it was pretty awesome but uh, I did some dishes and stuff I got a meeting here in a couple hours and I was like you know what I'm feeling I'm feeling motivated I'm feeling kind of inspired myself let's uh let's get this dang episode done and uh so I can say that I have number 40 out there number 40 hits out there and we're gonna do a lot more a lot more advertising and a lot more pushing on it and, and I'm gonna start looking for uh for some sponsors and stuff to kind of get involved with the podcast and uh I think I was talking to somebody a couple days ago about possibly putting some videos together as well. Something Spotify does offer now too is you can do podcasting through Anchor um, as videos. And so I wanted to do at least one or two of those that gives kind of an overall story, maybe like an hour long, maybe a two hour long. Uh, video episode that I want to throw out there. I don't know. We got some pretty good ideas for that, but ultimately what's happening right now, you guys is I'm getting ready for trying. I'm, I am so far behind. So I, I, I was supposed to get a bunch of work done to this house. Um, by this point, I should have had it done because when I have this surgery done, I have to have certain things in my house in place. Otherwise I'm not going to be able to stay in this house. And, uh, and that would be a huge nightmare for the situation that I've got going on, especially with my kids and my youngest. And, uh, but I was, I was supposed to have that, but this summer went by so fast, nothing went as planned, uh, financially. It was, it was kind of a struggle all summer, definitely not what it was last summer. And, uh, and yeah, I, I have, I have a lot to do. So the problem I have is right now I am at a spot where we're out doing a little bit of work. We, uh, we helped re-level a, a house the other day and stuff, but it's really, really, really slim working out there. And, and it, especially for me with my disability and stuff, there's a lot of stuff that I just can't do. So what I find myself doing is I'll pick up a job or something and I'll basically just hire it out. And I, and I make very, very little money on it. So it's not really doing me a whole lot of good giving the work away to somebody like that and just supervising it. And I can't just blow the price out of the water, you know, where uh, the customer can't afford it. So I've kind of got my hands tied with that. But we're also getting into a part of the year here where things are going to start slowing down. We're going to start seeing winter move in. Um, and... Uh, the big summer rush is is coming to an end you know right now there's just people kind of getting those last little bits sewed up by the end of this season here and um i'm nervous 
I've got to figure out something. So what I wanted to do was I want the podcast. I want the videos that we come up with. I want to, I really want to amplify that, get some support behind it. And I want to isolate myself to doing some like motivational, inspirational stuff for some of the different rehab facilities. Um, some of the, uh, colleges I actually had a lady, she's a director for some medical education thing. It's for a nursing program. Um, I believe one of them's in Idaho. I don't know. There's like six different ones. I got to talk to her or seven different ones, seven different ones. I got to talk to her a little more and see what the deal is. But it was an invitational thing where they, uh, asked me if when they get into their, um, some some part of their program if I would be willing to come and hang out for a few hours on campus and do some talking and whatnot with some of their students and I told her heck yeah you know I'd be I'd be happy to do that and the cool part is is it sounds like I can split them up where I can leave for a day and uh, fly out do that and uh, come back and and whatnot but hopefully we can time everything out to where it kind of meshes up with whatever condition I'm in when, with this surgery. I'm going to be back in a wheelchair for a little while. But uh, I don't let that stop me. <laughs> as, as a lot of people know, it takes a lot to shut Shane down. So it's, it's just how it is. But, but no, I, I'd love to do that. And if I can't go out there and physically do it, I told that lady that we would figure out something to where I can do it right from home and they can just feed me in through like a video conference and I can talk to the students and and do something like that so we're gonna figure something like that out and but the big catch is is I got to get something going here I've got my advertising uh, network that's which is actually part of the first steps productions uh, company there that is basically all that is 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 I want First Steps Productions to be basically a marketing outlet and an advertising. Basically, it's I want to gather up a bunch of companies and stuff, get some monthly support, get a monthly income generated. Um, we're gonna share advertisements for those companies and and whatnot. We're gonna share that stuff through social media. We're gonna share it through the stuff like this, the podcast and whatnot. We'll have different different uh spotlights of the week and and that kind of stuff and i want to get that out there where we're helping maximize their potential as businesses but it's also generating an income to where i can just go like heck get out there help some people do some motivate and do some inspiring get out there and make this stuff happen make it big build up some a good awareness program for the Guillain-Barre syndrome I've got a lot of big plans like that it's just a matter of getting the support and the financial side of it is the biggest part of it uh I mean as much as I would love to just volunteer and donate my time to go out and do that I still got kids to feed and bills to pay and right now I'm behind on all of that except feeding the kids I'm that guy that'll sacrifice certain bill money for for food on that table for them guys and so all the help i can get with that the, the best because i want to make that go i want to turn that into something that turns into a big deal and i want to make sure it's something that, that is very effective for everybody and, and makes an impact out there 
And in order to do it, I got to have that support. So that's what the First Steps uh, company is all about, is putting that together and being able to go right out of the summer rush here and get right into where I have some kind of stability with that. Like I said, right after surgery and stuff, I might have to do some of this online where we're doing the video conference and whatnot. Um, that would be pretty cool to have like a hologram of Shane on a stage in front of about 10,000 people. <laughs> it would be awesome. But no, I, I'd love to do that kind of stuff. But ultimately, the ultimate goal is the awareness program for the Guillain-Barre syndrome. And getting out there and inspiring some people with the story itself and and uh and build that that uh reputation that's the reputation that i want to build for myself is i want to i want to help people i want to be that guy that when somebody out there is struggling and they're sitting in a rehab hospital in phoenix arizona and they're just having a rough time and nothing's working for them they can call me I'll tell them how, how it went for me and I'll throw them some pointers and give them the, the, the route that I took and help them reset the way they think. And just like the, the part of the story that I'm in right now about how to set goals and stuff, I think that's all important stuff that people need to know. And uh, we all come to a certain part in our lives where we need to hear stuff like that. We need to see somebody that went through something in of similarity that can that can be some kind of a relevance to what we're going through you know and it, it just it really makes a lot of difference it really does and uh like i've said before some of the biggest mental impacts i had going through this was when somebody came in to talk to me that had been through it you know it just their words as a patient um I had a guy, he was, he was actually a, a Guillain-Barre survivor too from quite a long time before I had it, but he come in right out of the oil field. The guy came in out of the oil field and sat there and talked to me for an hour. And you know, it really, that one hour of conversation was more impacting than that every single day conversation I have with my doctor and my counselor. And it's just, it's that, it's that relevance of the situation that that's something that i can i can kind of feel a one-on-one -on -one with that person say hey i get it and i know that they actually get it you know so it really does make a difference so that's uh that's something that i want to do ultimately i mean whatever is going on up here in my my uh, everyday life whether i'm out installing a sprinkler system or i'm piloting an oversized load or i'm digging a ditch with a mini x or something for somebody whatever is going on with that stuff my ultimate goal is to be able to i want to designate my time to helping people get through their challenges and stuff and and i don't know what steps i don't have a whole lot of help figuring out what steps to actually take with that the people that i talk to i do have an eight a couple agents their husband and wife that that i consult with a little bit and they and they it was kind of their idea to start really pushing on my podcasting and stuff too because publicity is is going to be one of the bigger the bigger advantages to trying to get the popularity out there and and get set up to where 
where I'm recognized as that figure, you know? So that's what I want. I don't know. I don't know uh, how else to break it down really, but that's what I'm trying to do. So hopefully I can start getting the, the, uh, the ball rolling in the, in the right direction there. I am going to this week start talking to some of the local businesses I want to get into Deadwood, South Dakota over there and talk to some of the guys that own the casinos and those management companies and see if I can't get them on board with some of that stuff. And uh, I want to give away some weekends and, and whatnot and have some contests and, and some raffles and just all kinds of different stuff to generate some kind of funding for all this. And uh, I think it's going to be a great thing if I can get it off the ground. The problem I got is I'm doing it all by myself. So it's, it's kind of a slow go. About like the book, which by the way, I got an email about the book the other day. I was going to touch base with everybody about that. Um, as I said just a little bit ago, I'm actually putting putting notes and stuff that I've put together. I'm putting all that stuff together and throwing it in as we're editing through this. I'm not going to lie. It's a very slow process. It's something that's very slow. But here's the deal with the book. A lot of people think that this book is just a, a strict telling of this story that i'm telling you guys right now and uh and it's not really just about that the the main purpose for the book is to be somewhat of a medical reference for people that contract guillain Ray syndrome um it uh it's and it's a motivational piece it's a motivational inspirational piece it uh because it, it's it's got so many fascinating levels that I, I can every time I go back and I read a chapter of my own book and I'm sitting there doing the edit work it uh it's something that kind of re-inspires me and I'm the one that lived it you know so I mean it's I really like how that's coming out but it is a very slow process when I first got into it I had no idea how long it takes to write a book now I mean granted if I had more time to just sit down and blast it out um that would be a, a huge difference with what I'm doing here but but as the medical reference side of it goes is I've got this book broke down obviously it's in in chapters from start to finish but at the end of every chapter obviously each chapter is kind of a different stage of, of fighting this disease and and it goes from the the time that it onsets to throughout the recovery period I mean it everything so there's all the different stages and I've got all the different people that I interviewed and took notes about their cases, these cases vary so much that I've got everybody. So you'll get to read my version and how it played out for me. But at the end of every chapter, you'll see the different way it affected different people at that same stage that I'm talking about in my story. And, and it just goes on with that. So that way you can kind of reference in and you'll be like, wow, you know, well, it didn't work out this way for Shane, but this guy from Louisiana, uh, he had it kind of set in like this and he was experiencing this, this, and this. I may need to see my doctor about this. You know, I, I should probably go get this checked out because the sooner the better, you know, and that's ultimately what the big deal is with the Yamare awareness and why I, I want to push that out there so hard is there is some programs the gbs foundation there's a couple others that deal with autoimmune diseases that touch uh the surface of guillaume but i just i don't think there's enough of it uh there's so many people i bet i can walk around right now 
in my local area, talk to 50 different people, and I'll bet out of the 50, there might be 10 that have have just heard the word. They don't know what it is. There might be two that know what it is, but that's a bad. Those are bad statistics. So we need to really change that because ultimately, the more you know about it, the more education we have out there about it the faster a patient can get in, a diagnosis can be made, and lives can be saved. So it's a big deal to me. It is very important to me. So I really want to I really want to get that out there and push it. But, but that's kind of the deal with the book. That's It's just taken some time, and we got a lot of rewrite stuff. I do, I do a lot of rewriting. When I read something I don't like it, it gets rewrote, and it's... It's just how I am, and, and but I want to throw, I want to give you guys perfection and perfection in Shane's words. Uh, my grammar teachers from high school would be so mad at me. <laughs> but when you read that story, it's literally like listening to me right now talk to you. I write just the way I talk, so I put people in that story, and uh, that's just how I am. So. But anyways, on with my story. So we're in October. We're going into Halloween. Very exciting part of my life, you know. So I've got a lot going on. It's October. We're in this, this is the 10th month, you know, that I'm dealing with this stuff. And uh, and we're going into my favorite hol- holiday, Halloween. And, and everybody at Elkhorn Valley Rehab, these people are awesome. I, I'm not even kidding you guys. I don't know how many times you're going to hear me say it in every episode throughout the Elkhorn uh, phase here because I love that place. I, I really do. The, the people in that facility are such they're 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 just so, so good at what they do. And they, they take their job to a different level. You've got expectations when you go into a facility and these guys go above and beyond them expectations. And Halloween was my first big taste of going beyond those expectations. You know, other facilities that I was in and stuff, you know, I had been there at different holidays, you know. So I, I was there through Easter and, and I had Colt and Andrea's kids came and decorated my room at Penrose during Easter. So I had some uh, Easter decorations. But, you know, the staff was pretty pretty basic i mean some of them i do remember some of them came in with the little rabbit ear things on and stuff to add a little easter to the environment but but uh you know and then i i had a uh, uh, you know the fourth of july they they had one of the facilities they decorated a little bit in the hallways a little red white and blue and, and stuff but didn't go real all out you know but halloween comes around at elkhorn valley and I would say 95% of the staff was right on cue with being involved. Everybody got involved, whether it was just simply dressing up in your in your typical Halloween colors, some orange and black, uh, purple, you know, I mean, but a lot of them went to the point that they were actually dressed up. I mean, they went all out and they, and they would theme themselves, you know, so they're different groups. So a good example i'm laying in my bed one morning and i'm laying there kind of watching tv and out past the foot of my bed on the wall is the tv and then off caddy corner to the left is the door coming into my room 
And I'm laying there kind of watching TV, just waiting for the day to get started. I've got the regular people coming into my room. My doctor had been in there and, uh, and already. And then, you know, usually case management comes in and everybody kind of just comes in and does their rounds. You know, the CNAs come in and check your stuff out and the, and the nurse comes in and does her thing. And, and uh, so I'm just kind of going through the cycle of everybody coming in and out of my room and I'm seeing all these awesome get-ups you know everybody's dressed up as as something and and playing through the halloween phase and it was it was pretty awesome i i actually i actually uh was really excited to get out of the room and see what everybody out there in that world was doing but i'm laying there watching tv and i hear this tapping by my door and i'm like looking over and i see this stick come in my doorway I'm like, what the heck is that? And it's my case manager. <laughs> and she, she's tapping the floor with one of those walking sticks. Um, and she is dressed up as one of the three blind mice. And she comes tapping her way into my door to, to get me my daily update. And, and it was, it was awesome. And then the other case managers in the building, they were the other of the three blind mice. So they had their thing going on so it was actually it was really really cool and, uh they did a great job i i will never get that image out of my head when she comes walking in that door they did such a good job on their costumes and uh and it, and it was it was just a simple thing and but they did a great job and and the spirit that came out of it was just so uplifting um so if you're working in a facility or something and you and you got patients all over. I mean, we're in a hospital where it's already kind of a bummer thought anyways. So every little thing you guys can do in that facility to to just cheer everybody up and give everybody that little bit of a boost of, of positive feeling, you know, do it. Because it honestly, that was like a huge, that was one of my happiest days there was Halloween. We go down the hall and stuff. They get me loaded up in a wheelchair and they, they're taking me down to to do therapy and I see Amanda and a whole bunch of the other therapists they're all dressed up like tourists and they drilled it like they looked like they came right out of Jellystone Park <laughs> it was it was awesome so they uh they had their binoculars or their cameras around their neck and and binoculars and the fanny packs you know remember those things back in the day I didn't actually know them still existed until this day but they they did such a great job and the environment it was just so so peaceful like honestly that that was the kind of experience that I needed and I needed to get that kind of experience regularly and uh, so it was it was awesome you know and then you get into the lunchroom and stuff and they had uh, some of the desserts were themed out for Halloween and uh, they just they did such a great job I was so impressed with Elkhorn Valley that day it the way everybody comes together in that building i mean everybody is for everybody and all the staff is for the staff and they support each other and then they support the patients and the whole system together just it really works and that's that's one of the things that that really boosted my feelings about being at elkhorn you know up to that time i was enjoying it i had some great people that i'd met there you know Corey and i could sit there and have conversations about uh, fishing and and the outdoors stuff 
or we could sit there and watch Impractical Jokers and laugh for hours while while stretching, stretching and stuff. And then, uh, I mean, we just had we had a good thing going on, but I was still, it was still feeling like an institution, you know. It just uh, in my head, it was well, this is just another hospital. It's just another hospital with nice people in it. But Halloween was like that that jump start in, in resetting my, the way I thought about it. Cause after Halloween, it turned into, okay, this, this place, these people are like, this is more like being at a really cool rec center with some of my good friends. You know, I, I really started to buddy up with these guys and, and, uh, and really gain the, uh, the, the respect and the, and the, the, the feeling of encouragement that, that was coming through there and to watch a facility that's got so many people in it all come together and make things happen like that is, is absolutely amazing and that's that's where i was that's where i was with this i i, I sat down and I, I i enjoyed the day and stuff and i'm sitting there at dinner that night and and i'm getting fed and we're talking about it me and my respiratory therapist guy and uh we were just like man you know this this is what's cool about this place and it totally lifted my spirit back up about this whole situation so i suddenly developed this boost of energy where i really wanted to put 110 percent of my effort into into this because I, I felt the encouragement but guess what you guys we're all out of time on this episode we're gonna get into that boost of encouragement on the next episode God bless you guys. Have a good Monday. Enjoy this weather.